Gus Warland, Jude Bolton and Wendell Saylor. This is the Triple M Rush Hour. Welcome to the Rush Hour with Gus, Jude and Wendell. Follow us on our socials at Rush Hour Triple M. And if you're out there at the moment, the weather is turning really nasty. So please take care. Turn the headlights on if you're driving and just be patient. Take a little bit of uh, speed off as well. We want everyone to get home safely. But it looks like we're going to have a massive, massive amount of rain and wind and just weather around the next few hours. How are you going, Jude? Going really well, lads. Uh, actually, the other day, my uh, I took my daughter just to one of those $2 shops and just got uh, a yo-yo. She goes, can how I get good, a yo-yo? How good's a yo-yo? And I was like, how good's this? And, and she she sort of did it, you know, when it spins sideways, those yo-yos, yes. and it doesn't. I go, come on, give it here. I took it off her. Oh. Just bang. Immediately mm. down like the walk the dog walk the dog. thing, oh. do the, the pir- back up pyramid, and cradle. then and then the next one we're walking just out of the shop. I yell like that, it comes off my hand, smashes in front of her, oh. and in front of all these people, and she's like, "Dad, that was embarrassing." Yeah, <laughs> so well, there you go. Like, back in for a new one? <laughs> nah, just didn't bother. Oh, 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 mate. oh come on, mate! You've got to make it right. <laughs> back in the day, you get the Coca Cola one, the Fanta oh, one. The yeah, exactly. how good was that? Yeah. How you going, mate? Yeah, very good, mate. Yes. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Are you up and Adam too? Look at you. I am up and Adam I'm excited. Today. I'm excited. I've got Brad Haddon coming in. Oh, oh yeah. It's one of our favourites. Talk Oi. all things World Cup. Talk about the summer ahead as well as doing Two Strong Hearts with me. And last time I did Two Strong Hearts with one of my heroes, Mark Taylor, it didn't it go well. so average. Yeah, you one won out of, One out of five. What about this? A donut heist. Mm. Uh, a van carrying 10,000 Krispy Kremes. 10,000 Krispy Kremes going from the... off the wagon here? Is that what's happened here? Has this been stolen? It's a woman oh, that what? took the van. So Vix took it. No. no. Uh, Krispy Kreme oh. van carrying 10,000 donuts from Sydney to Newcastle was stolen in the early hours of this morning. According to police, the delivery van was making a stop at a service station in Carlingford, got out at 3.30, and a female took the opportunity to jump into the driver's seat, abscond with the vehicle and all its contents. Apparently, the donut burglar is still at large. <laughs> Where do you hide 10,000 well, donuts? I'll tell you what, there's a sh- dozen going straight in my guts. If you <laughs> yeah. have one, you've got to have at least yeah, another very, 10. Yeah, they're very Moorish, aren't they? Oh, they're so delicious. Mm. you got the glazed ones? No, or do you like no, the more posh ones? I like, no, I like Donut King, just like fresh off the other Donut King. Oh, yeah, the, c- the cin- hot cinnamon? Yeah, that's the ones I yeah, like. Oh, yeah, now, yeah. now you're talking. Yeah, brother. All the ones with the pink, I like the pink what? icing, all the pineapple donuts, the old school pineapple donuts. Oh, okay, okay, if, settle if, down, if, anyone's, if anyone's a baker, <laughs> the old school pineapple donuts we used to get at the tuck shop, if you can send some of those in, please. No, plain. One, triple, three, five, <laughs> three. I'll pay good money for a good pineapple donut. 10,000 of them in a truck? Probably don't need that many. No. I, I don't think the girl, I don't think the woman knew our... What was on board? Oh, you think she was off ahead? I'd and she just so. jumped in a gun yeah. truck. Huh? Yeah. Well, that, that mean that there would be a truck somewhere with 10,000 donuts yeah, in exactly. it. exactly. Sitting out someone's home while some stone is <laughs> sleeping it off. Anyway, we'll find out. Time now for a sports all in. Yeah, Australia defeat India in Game 3 of the T20. We'll talk to Brad Haddon about it a little bit later. That man, the big show's turned into the gigantic show, hasn't he, lately? He's been able to just stand up in big moments, Del. He's, uh, he's found some real, a rich vein of form. At he the certainly has. He deserves a nice rest, though, now, doesn't he? Yeah. You know, a couple of games to go, then get home. He really has held it all together through that uh, tour of India in the World Cup, of course. Champions League, PSG versus Newcastle, a late Goal to PSG that robbed Newcastle of the victory they certainly needed. Man City were 2-0 down uh, against Lysag and end up winning 
3-2. Some really good battles in the Champions League this morning. Did you get to catch any of it? I missed all, all this morning, so I just watched the highlights this evening. But, uh, yeah, love Champions League football. It's That's so amazing. good, mate. And best Ars- of the best. Arsenal, you play tomorrow morning, is that right? Yes, yes. Good luck to you, big fella. Allegedly, Max Verstappen, Dell, skipped out on the driver's end-of-year dinner. There's sort of an unwritten rule that all 20 mm. drivers will have a feed together after the last race, and whoever the world champion is that year picks up the bill. Well, last year he was world champion. He went, didn't pick up the, the bill. This time he didn't even turn up at all. Yeah, I can't believe that. <laughs> I just, you know, your man picked up the bill, Lewis Hamilton. I'm not surprised, mate. That's what my man does. Yeah. He's a good boy. Oh, but, Max, you know, I know he's a bit different than that, but still – I just I can't believe this. And he, what he had nine in victories this year. Yeah, exactly right. And he's the only driver that didn't turn up. Like yeah, that's pretty be, poor form. Should be, it should be your last thing you have to do, right? Yes. It's not, your, not the last race, but the dinner's the thing. Yeah. It's a tradition, and you don't want to throw those traditions away. Someone need to grab him, like Cadditch and Michael Clark, to be honest. I think. Yeah, yeah. in the brooms. You're not getting on. on the boat, Come big on. fella. Let's You're yeah. sitting here drinking piss with us. What about uh, <laughs> West Tigers? Been spotted meeting with Luai one more time. This is getting really, really close now. Surely the Tigers are going to get their man. For 2025. Yeah, well, they've up the ante. That's what I mean. I think Luo wants he wants the deal to be done before he goes back, or that's you know that's what he wants. So mm. that they can smell a bit of blood in the water here, the West Tigers. So they might get their man. Oh, I tell you what, if they got him, that would that would absolutely revolutionise their club. Oh, it'd be massive get. I mean, just to form that partnership in the halves as well. So yeah, huge. Fogarty, two-year extension at the Raiders. He didn't want to go anywhere. They didn't want to get rid of him. That's seen the done deal, and it has been yeah. done, Dell. Yeah, good, good signing here. I just think, it, you know, it's they've lost a few players over the last couple of years, so perfect for the Raiders here. And, um, yeah, I, I like Fogarty. He, he came in a bit uh, – he came in as an older player, mm. but he's still got a lot to offer. Yeah, he does. And sports big business, lads, Mark Cuban has sold his majority stake in the Dallas Mavericks for $5.2 billion Aussie dollars. Jesus. He purchased them back in year 2000 for 480 mil. So oh. a swift uh, big earn for Mark Cuban and gets to stay in basketball operations. So he gets exactly what he wants. He gets the payout and stay involved in the basketball. That's, that's, well that's the dream. <laughs> that is the dream. Worst Christmas gifts ever. Off the back of some absolute Barry Crockers, the worst corporate Christmas gifts workers have been received from the stingiest employees. Over a thousand workers went into this particular uh, survey. What about this, guys? Tickets to the CEO's son's baseball game. Come and watch my son play baseball. And I'm assuming he's not playing for the Yankees. A book on how to be better at their job is a gift that was received. Old lollies in a used mug. Really? A $50 gift voucher that was then deducted, that $50, from their pay the following month yeah, in January. That's, that's so basically they're giving you a gift voucher and then you had to pay for it yourself. Yeah. Fart in a glass. No, that's wrong, mate. No, what, what's that about? That's bull. That's bull. That's bull. <laughs> you, you're about to... You, just because you say bull, you want to say the other word, don't no, that's you? That's BS. Yeah, yeah that, thank you. Uh, a broom? That can't be a gift, surely. Come and get your broom? $5 Starbucks gift card, closest Starbucks to this particular place they worked, was 176 kilometres away. <laughs> <laughs> and a quail from the boss's hunting trip. So the posh boss has killed some quail and he's handing them out yeah. to his staff. No the, no there's some absolute Barry Crocker. So you know where we're going with this. One triple three five three. your worst Christmas gifts. I gave one, uh, it was like a... Um, like Chris Kringle present um, at I work love, one I like time. Chris Kringle. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. We actually did run a sort of more of a pirate Santa where you can bring a, mm. a, a present for the middle and people can steal it. 
during Chris Kringle. Oh, it's actually a pretty good yeah, sort of setup. So is that basically a good prezi and then the whole heap of crappy ones, or yeah. a present that you might like and I just don't want you it to be, be happy? It can be good or it can be mm. really yeah, yeah. awkward. I like that. Anyway, I, I, thought that. I, I thought I'd do something fun and bring in uh, the chocolate chili rum, this little beautiful sort of homemade one from uh, a place. And uh, let's just say I've forgot completely that my, my colleague had a capsicum uh, allergy and it it's almost easy, killed her. It easy, almost easy killed her. Easy for you to say. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You can just say it once, please. Yeah. yeah. Say it again. Capsicum. <laughs> say it again. Capsicum. Yeah. Uh, chocolate chili rum, it almost killed Prue. Um, she actually, yeah, went into shock, had to go to the bar. Yeah, so you were doing as a bit of a, like, a, yeah, a culture thing, like yeah, get a few like, drinks yeah, in. Always yeah. offer the party this guy. You know Mate. this. Yes. But someone else. She nearly died. Someone else brought... One of the probably even worse. So I almost killed her, but someone brought a pillow off his couch at home. I just basically grabbed it out of because he was moving house. So he just went wrapped up a pillow. And we're oh, like, oh, that, that stunk. Like, come what, on. what would you say to that bloke? Yeah, you need to be better, mate. You need to be. <laughs> he I, almost I got smothered. What's his name? He almost got What's smothered. his name? I can't. Yeah, come say on, his Roger. name, please. <laughs> come on, Rog. Lisa in Camden, one triple three five three, gave us a call. What's the worst Christmas gifts ever? Hi guys, how are you? Good, Good Lisa. That's good. My mum, when we were young, so coming from an ethnic background, my mum, we didn't really buy gifts, but my mother used to give my father every year the same card. So she would just recycle it and put it in a drawer, <laughs> and every year it would just come out again. And we were really too young to notice. So did, she did that for many, many years before so we did, sort of cottoned on. Did she write on it again or just same card? No. Just no, like the same card. Yeah, she, yeah she, she probably wrote on it in 1938 and just <laughs> reused it every year. Who knows? Brilliant. Good on you, Lisa. Thanks for calling. Let's go to Christian. How are you, Christian? Fantastic, guys. Yourself? Really yeah, well, thanks, mate. mate. Tell us your worst Christmas gifts. Uh, firstly, Gussie, I uh, bought a six-pack of flavoured donuts the other day from Coles, chocolate, strawberry, and you guessed it, pineapple. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Like old-school uh, pineapple? Yeah, mate. They were, they were really yeah, good. Happy day, Coles. Okay, well, I'm writing that down. Thank <laughs> you. Worst, worst gift I got was um, oh, many years ago, the, uh, the ex got me a $200 tattoo voucher. Nice. Uh, yeah, that's right. Actually, all she did was get a business card from a tattoo shop and write $200 on it and from her name. <laughs> so so when I went stuff. to redeem it, it wasn't actually a voucher. that was just a suction. Yeah, oh, you, you paid yeah. for the lot. Good on you, Christian. Oh, let's go to Teresa there. Narrator. Hey, Teresa, how are you going? I'm good, thanks. You guys? Yeah, good, good, thanks. Well, hey, what's uh, the worst Christmas gift uh, Yeah, you've had? Uh, so when I was nine years old, underneath the Christmas tree was this great big box for me, and I thought, oh, yes, this is going to be terrific. So Christmas morning I opened it, and it's a big plastic jug with six plastic cups, and I thought, what am I going to do with that? Mm. My sister says, oh, that's for your glory box. I said, what's a glory box? Mm. She said, oh, it's for when you move out. And I'm thinking, I'm nine years old. She's and you out nine out. years old. <laughs> I thought they wanted me to move out. Oh. And they give me plastic cups and a jug. Your mum and dad got a good sense of humour, Teresa. Thank wow. you. Finish it off. Let's go to Ingleburn. G'day, Mark. How you going, mate? Good. Yeah, Thanks, well, mate. mate. Worst Chrissy gift? Oh, my father-in-law, years ago, he gave me some scratchies. Mm. And then he gave me a lotto ticket too. So mm. when I went to um, redeem it, it was already collected. He already gave me. He already collected the sixteen <laughs> bucks off it. He's oh. gone and cashed it in, <laughs> and then gone and, put it in. and they gave it to me. Yeah. <laughs> that is awful. That is gold. Yeah. Love it. Christmas coming up. Tried to do your best to to beat some of those prezzies. We'll talk about family. them next year. Thanks to all the calls we couldn't get to as well. Let's talk some cricket. Oh, he's not A triple M rush hour. He's 
Get update. And of course, the cricket starts on the 14th of December, the first Test match in Perth between Australia and Pakistan. And a member of that commentary team is Brad Hadney. He joins us right now. G'day, Hads. How are you, mate? Boys, thanks for having me. Mate, it's a pleasure. Let's talk about World Cup. Obviously, dodgy start, played beautifully. And now they're in this ridiculous T20. They're still over there. And Maxwell's still doing his thing. Let's start with the World Cup. Incredible performance. Yeah, I thought we got our tournament play spot on. Uh, we, we started slow, but we played the two of the form teams leading in. We played India and South Africa. They were two of the, the better teams. They were semi-finalists, obviously, in the World Cup. And, and then the World Cup final. Um, it, it was interesting looking at, at India because if you look at India leading into that final, they were flawless. They had the three best fast bowlers, the two best spinners, all their batsmen averaged 50, and they decided to change the wicket. It, it, it makes no sense um, whatsoever. But looking back to the semi final, Rohit Sharma is the coolest captain in the world. He hasn't sweated in his 30 years in, in <laughs> India. He controls the, the tempo and he, his team like as well as anyone. But in that semi final, he's sitting up in the in the dugout and he kept sending messages out to the batters. These are batters that are on, on 60, uh, on 70. There's Coley out there. And to me, that was pressure. And that was a little opening Australia needed going into the into the finals. Say, hang on a minute. India are feeling the, the pressure and maybe there is just enough crack to open to, to expose his final. You predicted South Africa just to crumble in a bit of the final sort of uh, heat <laughs> as well. But um, just Pat Cummins and his leadership. I mean, it's it's been such a turnaround from where they've been to now uh, test champions, one-day champions and the like. I think this was his, his really legacy piece, um, if I'm perfectly honest. I, I thought his tactics through, throughout the tournament were, were spot on. Um, and at times through his career, he's, he's been criticised uh, about not having great leadership on the field tactical-wise, but I, I thought he was um, outstanding. I thought he was brave in, in a few of his decisions he had to make. To, to leave Travis Head at home, mm. he, he, that, that's not a decision you, you make overnight. That, that's a lot of talking in, in back rooms, deciding how you're going to play. And, and for a captain to go into a, a tournament, leaving your best batter at, at, at home, and he was, he was our most formed batter leaving in, and to do what he did justified all the decisions. So he made some tough calls. Um, it, it was outstanding in the final to, to read those mm. conditions and, and to bowl first um, where everyone in the world thought um, he was going to bat. So I, I think he's really, really grown into the role. And you've got to remember also – he hasn't done much captaincy before Never. he was thrown in the mm. job. What makes Travis Head so good? Like, you know, you, you look at those pitches and they, we talked about, you know, the, the doctor and the pitches are doing what they want. But <laughs> Travis Head just gets out there and it's like he's seeing watermelons. Yeah, he's a rascal. Um, yeah. that, that's exactly what he is. And, and I, I, I've always thought you, you need rascals in big events mm. and, and especially big moments because they don't overcomplicate it. Um, they, they don't think about um, the consequences if it, if it doesn't come off and and what he did the first game he played in the World Cup, he, he got 100 against New Zealand. Mm. And to do what he did in the final uh, against an attack that was was faultless. They, they were faultless the whole time. He, he took the Indian spinners on and, and then he partied like no one else. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he still did. Because <laughs> he's weekend at Bernie's. That's well, what I like. That's what I yeah, like. Yeah, you, you'd like him, <laughs> yeah. um, Del. He, he was unselectable for the first 2020 game. Yeah. And, and then he didn't play the second, so he had to dry out a little bit. But players <laughs> like Travis Head don't think, that much in the big moments. They just play what's in front of them, and that's why he's so important to the team. Glenn Maxwell, 47 balls for a century yeah. and, a, and a, just the last gasp victory in the T20. Unbelievable. Oh, yeah. He's, he probably has to, to go down as our greatest 2020 player. That that was his 100th match. He, he scored four 2020 hundreds, and he, he's just one of those players that, 
yes, you get the rocks and diamonds, but when you get the diamonds, it, it brings kids to the game. It brings you late nights sitting up watching. And, and a good example of that, after he got that 200 against Afghanistan, I, I turned up to the under-12s Pirates on the weekend, and they were all practising with no feet. And they're doing reverse sweeps. And <laughs> yeah. as kids, you say... You just mimic it, don't yeah, you? they do. And, and it was... Uh, that, those sort of moments, and Maxi probably doesn't see that um, because he's away, but the influence he has on the game is unbelievable. I remember saying to the kids, you, you've got to get your knee over the ball, you've got to get this. <laughs> and they just at, looked yeah. at me and they said, you don't need your feet. And, and what do you say? Yeah. Um, they got bowled out for 25, but I tell you what, they had a good time. That's <laughs> what it's all about. They'll come back next year. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Hats. Can you stick around, mate? You and I have got a big summer of cricket together. We're spending a lot of time together. It's time for a bit of two strong hearts. Oh, no. Time now for this. We stick together like the honey and the bee. You and me. Two strong hearts, myself versus Brad Haddon. It shouldn't be verse, actually. It's together oh, yeah. as one. Mm. And well, if I can't believe we haven't done this before with yeah. you guys. Well, let's see how we go because we're great mates, but whether or not we're actually in tune together, we'll find out. How's, the, how's you, it all work, big fella? You yeah. said that about Tubby Taylor and yourself. Yeah, one, you out you, one, one out of five. One out of five. Well, and it was none the from fifth. four. So I throw <laughs> a category out there. I'll throw five of them. I'll give you three seconds, and then you've got to match yeah. the answer together to get a point. Okay. I'm nervous. Look into each other's eyes and Don't get the sweaty gloves. Don't get the sweaty gloves. I've got them. Don't nick it. Get your lever off. Here we go. First ball. Something you eat at the cricket in three, two, one. Pie. Pie. Yes. yes. Come on, Hans. Yes. Oh. Come on, Hans. <laughs> Could have been chips, but it's good. That's Could have been Very chips. Good. A Sydney suburb starting with G in three, Gladesville. two, one. Gladesville. Oh, <laughs> no. Gladesville. No, I'm not giving that. Yeah, but we can't no, not be. No, sorry. we can't give it to you. No, you've got to come no. up with another one. No. no. I've got a problem with going off early. Oh. Yeah. What said that about you? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Twice. Do you want me to go another yeah, suburb? Yeah, give him another one. Yeah, yeah. Another, yeah okay. thank yeah. you. Thanks, yeah. Del. Yeah. Yeah. A Sydney suburb starting with the letter B in three, two, one. Balmain. Oh, what did you, you say? You didn't say. Balmain. No, 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 you didn't. Can we replay no, that? No, no. I've gone upstairs, no. mate. Yeah. I want that check. No, mate, no. <laughs> go away, Warland. We would have got Gladesville. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I had Gladesville. You weren't hurt. I was going to go Gordon, I think. Sorry, mate. That's where my mum lives. That's <laughs> <laughs> not bad. I didn't mind that. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Something you find in your cricket bag in three, two, one. Bat. Bat. Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. yeah. Could have been pads. Could have been box. Oh. I was going to say box. I would have said box. Yeah. <laughs> you, you'd have doesn't, a big doesn't box. fit in yeah, the cricket bag. You'd have a big box. <laughs> <you'd have> <laughs> <a> dog <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> A brand of chocolate in three, two, one. Cadbury. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Okay, here we go. No one get this. Uncharted territory for Gussie. This, yeah, it's for record. An Aussie cricket legend. In three, two, one. Smithy. Oh, oh Smithy. You've gone. Yeah. Smithy over it's, Bradman. It's got to be Bradman. Mate. Oh my, oh my goodness. goodness. No, no, that's. I'm with Gus there. Nah, has Bradman. Smith. He's all Bradman's time. the legend. Yeah, who did he say? Smith. Smithy. Oh, oh yeah, that's ridiculous. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. I thought he said Bradman. How quickly does he flip flop? No, no, in no, here? no. But it's got to be Bradman. You. That no, was I'm the not, one I got not, right with Taylor. Yes. We both said Bradman. Yeah. But I but, thought because we're mates with Smithy, we're going to go oh, Smithy. Oh, oh, oh no, you're, you're mate. You just got Smithy on your mind. Yeah, you That's do. All. You he hasn't been, he hasn't been that good in here, though, mate. Thanks, Dad. Really appreciate it. Anytime. Good on your brother. A really good thing, guys. Maccas have brought back a couple of things. The McRib. Oh, yeah, the McRib, yes. Mate, the McRib is one of the great burgers. Now they've gone for Mm. the McRib Deluxe, 
which is the same as the original, but also features the McChicken sauce, cheese, tomato, and lettuce. Mm, 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 delightful. Yummy. And what about this? The nostalgic McDonald's ice cream cake. Oh, Remember we all back had in the day? One as kids. You, yeah. go, you go to a McDonald's birthday party and the, the ice cream cake would come out. Well, they stopped it for years. Now you don't even have to have a birthday to get the cake. You can just get the cake. Drive through if you want to. Oh. Get the cake. Get involved. So that is great for Maccas. This summer menu also features the chicken Big Mac. Mm-mm-mm. Onion rings with barbecue sauce. Are you an onion ring man? No, not really, Gus. You're not a sauce man. You're not a barbecue. Yeah, no, it's different. You've always hated the but, condiments, but well, I'm a big fan. Yeah, I'm but I do fan. like... Do I do like cake? You do like cake. What about the Tim Tam chocolate McFlurry? Oh, yeah, that's me. Oh, yeah. Chocolate soft serve, piece of the biscuit, milk chocolate sauce. So they've now gone for the chocolate soft serve as well. Oh, yeah. I prefer this uh, just a vanilla. Me too. I'm yeah. a vanilla man. Yeah. Du- double Sunday, though. Yeah, yeah. When you get the hot fudge sauce at, at the, the bottom, bottom then, the, the then, the wa- then the vanilla, then on top. Yeah. That's the geo. It's time now for this. Mental Fitness Wednesday. Yeah, this is the last one of the year, boys, so I thought I'd leave you this because there's plenty of people you're going to be seeing over the next couple of months that you may not see regularly during the year. So when you go to a family function, a Christmas function, it might be the only time you see hmm. that particular person and normally having a couple of drinks, everyone's in a pretty good mood and stuff, so it's probably not the time that most people share what's truly gone on for them or they don't feel it's right to perhaps burden people with how they feel at that sort of occasion where they might have had a really, really tough year. So it's a little suggestion um, for all of us listening right now. Don't spend the whole time having deep and meaningful conversations, but be available to have them with people that may need them because there's plenty of people out there at the moment that worry alone. And How do you of- do that? Like uh, like you say, it is a like a barbecue or something around Christmas time. What, how, how do you create that I, space without being the one who's... Yeah, yeah, creating the space is the key for them to be able to come to you. And that's the trick to what I want to talk about today is because a lot of people say that, oh, I look around my friends and, you know, so they just seem like they're in a good place, you know. And the simple fact is most of us put on the mask really, really tight. We put on some very heavy armour and then we go into those social functions going, you know what, I'm not going to show any weakness. I'm actually going to man up here and shut up and just get on with it. I suppose for me, it's building a safe place for people to be able to have that initially, fake it till you make it. And then as the occasion goes on, you feel a little bit more comfortable to be able to have a conversation that's not necessarily a big, deep and meaningful, but certainly a conversation that will allow you to be true and just take a little bit of pressure off yourself. There was a bloke that I spoke to today at a keynote that I did out at Sydney Airport, and he asked me pretty much the same question. He goes, a couple of my mates have been going through some stuff. And they said they walked with me and I didn't ask them the right questions. Now, Mm. that's putting a lot of pressure on a mate to try to come up with the right questions. Actually, the person who's got the stuff going on, it's up to you to man up and speak and actually say, hey, I might be um, coming across like everything's going really nicely, but I've actually gone through a bit this year and I want to talk to you about it. It's really switching that role. Don't have to look around at your mates and say, are they all good or are they in trouble? Mm. It's actually you as a person having enough emotional muscle to be able to actually go, you know what, I'm going to tell someone about what I'm worrying alone about, and that's really the key deal. I mean, for me, this is the perfect time to check in with your family and your friends and stuff. There's a lot of loneliness, even in big groups of people coming up for Christmas. No, you're absolutely right. I think that's, that's probably the, the hardest thing. Like, uh, you know, we've been through this sort of period where trying to, uh, you know, 
fight your way through a whole year and then it gets quite emotional around oh, you know, yeah. family and friends and things like that. And, but, and remember, we always think about families ne- is, is a good thing. It's not necessarily a good thing for a lot of people. A lot of people are very happy with their own family, i.e. the ones that they've decided are their family, your friends, mm. the ones that you have made because they're like-minded. You then go back to a group of people that might be your mum, dad, brothers, sisters, cousins, stuff. That's not necessarily the happiest place for a lot of people, mm. you know. Old wounds sort of Exactly, and, and the like... way that you're treated by your family compared to how your mates treat you and so forth. So there's a lot going on there. So I just wanted people to be aware of that. And, of course, there's some wonderful sites you can go to to get all the help that you need. So that's the last mental fitness for the year. You've we'll continue job, again mate. next year. Hopefully that helps build a bit of emotional muscle. Work on that invisible muscle, which is so powerful. Get mentally fit. What did you accidentally swallow off the back of doctors revealing the bizarre insects that are found in patients' colons? Yeah, what? it's all pretty hairy. But about six months ago on our show, guys. It's all pretty hairy. It is. About six months ago, we had this call into the show. G'day, fellas. I'm a uh, asthmatic, and many years ago I was waking up in the morning, and uh, as I did part of my asthma procedure, I reached for the Ventolin on the bedside table and have a quick, big drawers of the Ventolin inhaler only to inhale a large spider that was <gasps> inside the Ventolin. Oh, no. Whatever it was that was trying to go down my throat was biting me the whole way down. Oh, wow. mate. There you go. That makes me squirm thinking about that the whole time. Oh. A man in Missouri has left doctors scratching their heads after they found a live fly buzzing around deep inside his intestines, laid some eggs. As well, okay, that's nice. That's a bad, isn't thing. it? Cockroaches, flies, and moths apparently happens all the time. What about you, you blokes? What have you yeah, swallowed? Always insects up in North Queensland and stuff, you know, around the cane fields and that. Always those the stink beetles are the worst. The stink stink be- beetles, yeah. There's these, there's these beetles called stink beetles. They get into your like, they get into your mouth and that, and you're like, you're training at night and that. You, you swallow those. Bit of protein. And it's just, oh, Is it a bit like a cockroach sort of size or smaller? No, smaller, okay. smaller. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, but it's disgusting. I um I was eating my cereal one day and I almost swallowed a screw that was in the cereal. Oh come on, dude! And mate, it was in there and I've, I've in I, the cereal. Yeah, and I, I made a big complaint, wrote in, and they Did offered you? me one box of cereal. They said we've gone back over our processes. We don't believe it. And I was like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. don't believe it. Yeah. That that that. One of your dodgy flats, yeah, drunk one night. <laughs> but speaking of a drunk, one of my mates actually. Oh, he, plenty he, of screws going on at your old place. I do he you. swallowed the uh, Kelly pool ball, yeah. the number eight. He swallowed oh. the, the late and the Kelly pool ball. It took him three weeks to pass. Oh, <laughs> give yeah, us the, a call. The eight ball, yeah. <laughs> the eight ball. <laughs> give us a call on one two three five three. What did you accidentally swallow? And of course, you can get one of you can get one of these. <laughs> Yeah, every single caller put to air will be awarded a Christmas ham. Thanks to our mates at the Meat Man Wholesale Meats, Norellan. Plenty of callers to get through. Let's go to Camden and speak to Chris. G'day, Chris. Hey, boys, how are we? Mate, Good, what Chris. happened? What did you swallow? I uh, swallowed my, um, the, you know, one of those plates that goes in your mouth that's on your teeth. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had one of those. Or I had one on the top that was clipped in, and then one at the bottom that you should just sit over the front four teeth to straighten them up. Mm. So I was about, I think I was oh, year, year two, year three maybe, uh, went to the bubblers at school to get a drink of water, and uh, because I was a bit lazy, I didn't take it out, mm. and um, just went to get a drink of water, and 
the jet of water shot it, you know, shot it straight <gasps> down my throat. Oh, mate. Oh. Did you, um, did it come out the other end? <laughs> yeah, about two days later. Oh, oh. you poor things, Chris. Thanks for the call, Good brother. Let's go to Lisa. How are you, Lisa? Hi, how are you? Very well. Hey, what did you accidentally swallow? It was my husband after a big night on the piss. He got home, went to bed, got up really thirsty, mm-hmm. went into the kitchen, and our um, son's tooth was waiting for the tooth fairy with water in it, mm-hmm. and he downed the whole glass tooth and all. Oh, and it was, <laughs> in the morning, I'm like, did you drink the glass of water? He's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, you drank a tooth. It's today, he still feels sick when you mention it. <laughs> oh, wow, that's so good. Thank you, Lisa. Let's go to uh, Jeff there from Penrith. Jeff, how are you going? Hello, Jeff. Hello, Jeff. Hello. Yeah, hello, boys. Love your show. Thanks, Thanks mate. mate. Just want to know, mate, what did you accidentally swallow? Can I paint a picture for you first? My garden, you. Go for hose, garden hose was blocked. I got on full pressure, no water would come out of it. So I thought, oh, the nozzle must be blocked. So I get the bloody nozzle, put it in my mouth, suck hell out of it. There's hundreds of baby lizards in there. I swallowed a lot of them. Oh, no. Yeah, all come out. Oh, my God. I had the things crawling around inside of me. You've got no idea how I felt. Oh, <laughs> Jeff. Oh, Jesus. You can disgusting. just imagine oh. something so simple like that, yes. that happening as well. Thanks, mate. Oh, and yeah. finish it off for us, Emma. What did you accidentally swallow, Em? Yeah, well, um, I had a friend who was a vet. She'd only just started working and she had to inseminate a dog, um, artificially inseminate a dog with semen. And just as she was laughing because she thought it was pretty funny, um, <sighs> The action, the pipette came off, and the the semen went into her mouth, oh. not into the dog. Thank you. Well, how? What was so, the reaction? It was yeah. like this? It, it wasn't good. Like I mean, you know, all the girls. Like I, I think it's gone down in folk, folklore history now. As, um, as as the vet that swallowed the semen. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. So she swallowed. Yeah, it, yeah she. You are officially inseminate one dog, and you never ever know. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that. Let's talk to this funny man. This next guest is racking up a lot of views on social media. Guys, can we just get this on one piece of paper, please? Because that sounded really bad. All right. All good. He also gets high. He praised for his shows around Australia. Guys. Sorry. Jesus. He was recently seen shooting up. Popularity charts. Oh, for God's sake, I'll do it. He's a hilarious Aussie comedian who pokes fun at his ethnic upbringing and any other funny day-to-day situations he finds himself in. That you probably do too. His first two are really suck. Successfully gained rave reviews. Oh, now I've done it, okay. And before he goes on his second stand-up tour, let's chat to Ibi Akbar. Yeah, we've got him on yes, the line. He's about to embark on his second national tour. We've got him... In the studio. How are you, brother? Good. Hey, can I just say, <laughs> that was the best intro I've ever heard in my entire life. Send it to me so I can make it my ringtone. Please. Yeah, no Beautiful. <laughs> we would do that. We wanted you to feel special, mate. What about this national tour? You're looking forward to it? You must be pumped. I cannot wait. I was really pumped prior to hearing my, basically, my crime history on that intro. So, I'm <laughs> <laughs> nah, really looking forward to it, man. Cannot wait to embark on the second time. So, it's going to be amazing. If you boys aren't there... It's going to be trouble. We'll be there. We'll be there. We'll be there. Uh, we're coming into sort of a holiday period. All the fam. What? Tell us about your family growing up and some of the funny stuff. Oh mate, there's not many funny stuff. There's just backhanders and fronthanders <laughs> and kicks to the face. No, my family, good family. You know, typical Afghans fled war-torn country, 
came here and you'd think that a family that's left like a country that's war-torn, I'd become like a lawyer or a doctor. I became a failure. So then that's why I decided <laughs> I decided comedy's the way to go. <laughs> I've got to ask you this last year, or I'm not one of them this year, uh, you had an opportunity to work with uh, Big Shaq. What was that like, mate? Incredible. Yeah. I cannot describe to you. That guy is something else. Like you think he's tall? Yeah. And when you see him, you're like, oh, you're a giant. <laughs> it, it makes you start thinking about other questions that I don't really want to say right now, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you think, what's going on? Proportion. Proportion, yeah. Uh, there's no portion. There's no proportion there. It's, <laughs> it's too, they make custom shoes for him. Think about what else they're making custom. Yeah. yeah. I think he said if he was in proportion, he'd be 13 feet tall or something like that. So that's one of his great lines. What, what about being a comedian? You say you're a failure, so you turn into a comedian, mate. We know how bloody hard it is to get up there and perform, and this yeah. is your stuff and whatever. So when did you realise that you had some talent for it, and then obviously the confidence to get up there and do it. Was it you mucking around with the family, taking the mickey out of yourself there, or how did it all work for you? The way that I put it to people is that I was um, I was too ugly to become a supermodel. <laughs> I was too dumb to make my parents proud. So I decided comedy is the way to go. From a young age, we just rely on comedy. That's that's what we do. It was my outlet. Sad, happy, upset, uh, anxiety, whatever it was, comedy was the way to go for me. And I knew from a young age, like I got an ability to make people laugh. So I'm like, why not make money off it? And that's when I decided comedy is the way to go. And I, my first shows last year, I had never done comedy before, never done stand-up. I wow. did it in front of a crowd of 800 people for the first time. Ooh, what was that like? It was incredible. It was like, you guys will understand, it was like standing up there was like, and hearing that laughter was like a slap to the face. Mm. Not as bad as what my dad would do to me, <laughs> but like it was good, man. Like, it felt amazing. And it was like, that is my calling. This is what I'm born to do. What about the hecklers? What, how do you deal with them? What I've been through with my mates, how we give it to each other, <laughs> I don't think any heckler can, can compare. Like, there is nothing they can say to me that will get me at all. So it's just a walk in the park for me. I love it. Say stuff to me. You can't win with a, with a guy with a microphone. It's impossible. Yeah, you're going to lose any, that battle. Yeah, is there anything that's happened through a, through a live show that you could, that, that's been just weird and you can't believe it happened? In the Sydney show, in the Sydney show, I don't know if it was my cousin that screamed this out. I don't know who it was. But in the middle of my show, someone randomly screamed out, Taliban? I, oh. I have... I have no idea <laughs> why. To me, it's funny though. I had a good laugh with it and I just gave it back to him immensely. So I don't think I'll be seeing that guy anytime soon. <laughs> no, well, good on you. Yeah. He deserved whatever you gave to him. What about social media? You know, it can be used for good, can't it? It can be used for evil. We know that as well. But the Definitely. fact is that you can actually show your personality and character on socials. That have been a big part of building your confidence and building up your array of jokes. It's, it's been the main part of how I've been able to amass an audience. I started on social media, just taking the mickey out of everything. And then over time, people just loved my stuff. So I'm like, all right, you know what? I've got something here. And that's how stand-up comedy came into the picture as well. It was what I originally wanted to do, stand-up comedy. And social media gave me the platform to be able to do it. So mm. yeah, it can be bad, but for me, it was fantastic. You're playing at the Enmore Theatre. What can people expect? Everything. If this is the radio interview, wait till you see the show. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot wait for you guys to see it. Family, girlfriends, boyfriends, about everything and anything. My troubles with border security. It is a packed (laughs) full show. Just come down, enjoy it. Sydney show is going to be on December the 10th, so make sure you guys come down for that. We will, mate. For tickets to your show at the Enmore Theatre, go to 24caliber.com for all the details. We'll make sure we whack that on our socials as well, mate. Thanks so much for joining us. Best of luck and we'll Thank see you, you at the Sydney show at the end. Appreciate Enmore. it. Thank well, you. Take care. Rock there rock you go. See you guys. Bar there on the Rush Hour. Welcome back to the Rush Hour with Gus June and Wendell. Let's wrap up the show with this. The Rush Hour's yes. 
Simply the best. Now, lads, we were doing Two Strong Hearts with one of our favourites, Brad Haddon, yeah, early on. on. Legend. And then you delivered this, Gussie. An Aussie oh. cricket legend. In three, two, one. Smithy. Oh, oh, Smithy. You've gone yeah. Smithy over it's, Bradman. It's got to be Bradman. Mate. Oh, my, oh my goodness. God. No, no, that's on with Gus there. Nah. Has Bradman. Bradman's the legend. Yeah, yeah who did he say? Smith. Smithy. Oh, oh yeah, that's ridiculous. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Yeah, I'm with you. Hang yeah. on. What a Dell oh. flip flopping there! Oh, as well. you love no, he thought that I said yeah. Brad had Don uh, Bradman ninety nine point nine four. He averaged, and yep. also if someone's batting well above, if they've got a new missus who's out of their league, you go. It's it, he's, yeah. he's Bradman. That I guy. know. Yeah, I know. Bradman, mate. Not, not Smithy. I don't say he's Smithy. He's been MIA this year. Anyway, oh. Whoa, 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 yeah. man! <laughs> yeah. Wow. Anyway, that's the end of the show. See you guys tomorrow. Sleep See you tomorrow, home tomorrow, safe, bro. everyone. See you, boys. See you, big fella. Godspeed. The Rush Hour with Gus, Jude and Wendell. Weekdays from 4 on Triple M.